Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Refractive Podcast. I'm Johnny G. Today, I am so delighted to introduce you to a very close friend of mine from way back in the day, right? Back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> Her name is Kia Kersey, and she is a career strategist. She's worked in that area for quite a long time. Um, she uh, actually studied, uh, I met her back through my human resources link. In fact, her master's is in human resources management and organizational leadership. Um, she is also certified by the Myers-Briggs company for the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And so uh, I thought that there was some really beautiful uh, wealth of knowledge to bring to the listeners today on what to do when you get to a point where you realize that your current career doesn't fit anymore. I've been there, Kia's has been there, and uh, a lot of listeners uh, are there right now. And we know that what we're doing today doesn't fit, but it's terrifying to think about starting career number two, right? Because first of all, what do we even like doing? What are people gonna be willing to pay us to do that makes us feel good? And is it going to meet the financial needs of our family? Right. Is it viable? There's so many facets to consider in this decision that what happens to most people is they say, well, the career I'm in right now is not awful. I don't really love it, but it's, it's okay. And they don't move because they're too scared of all of these variables. They're scared of the, what feels like a momentous calculation to have to get into a career that feels right. Well, I'm here to tell you that I've been able to shift out of a career into one that feels right. Kia has done that as well. It's not as complicated or as difficult. It's a big project, but it's not yeah. impossible. In fact, it's very possible. And she has some wisdom to share with the listeners today on exactly how to do that. So before we get into all the nitty gritty, how are you doing, my love? I'm doing great. Johnny, I just want to start by saying thank you so much for having me on the show today. You're such a rock star and I'm so honored to be here. Mm, mm. And I'm excited. I'm excited to share with our listeners today. Oh, I, listen, I'm excited to share all the giggles and laughter with our listeners today. Because <laughs> you and we I, do a lot of, we do, a, okay, the audience <laughs> will have to bear with us yes. <laughs> because yes. we do the giggling and laughing together. <laughs> so we'll have to keep it together. We will try to keep it together for everyone. I can't make any promises. But, keep it together. <laughs> you know, in fact, I want to tell everybody, I've told this story. Uh, uh oh, what are you going to tell? I'm not ready. But I need to tell everybody how I met Kia. So um, <laughs> don't do it. I will. Don't embarrass. Don't embarrass. I won't embarrass you. I won't embarrass you. <laughs> 
So back in 2008, I was working uh, for Lowe's Hotels at the time in Human Resources. Working for Lowe's, that's right. Yes. And so I got invited to come do a lecture um, at Widener University. I love this story. I do love this story. It's, I do love this story. Yes. So <laughs> I, uh, I, went, oh, I went out to Widener University and I, uh, I did this lecture on some stuff that we did. I, I, I don't even remember exactly the title, uh, the topic. But um, you, were, you were talking about the culture of the organization and that's mm -hmm. what you were, it was really like the culture and what training was all about from the cultural standpoint. It was, it was neat, I remember. Yes. <laughs> and so after the lecture was over, this lady, she is tall and lean, right? She is tall and lean like a cartoon character. And she like hops up out of her seat in her business suit, right? She is wearing business attire. And she like bounces over to me with all the earnestness of- Not like, the balance. Not the balance. Powerful woman. And she like sticks her hand out <gasps> with such force. And Can you she, stick that hand out? Thank you so much for coming to do our lecture. I really enjoyed it. And he, my name is, and we have just been connected ever since. That was a good um, rendition of Kia 2008. <laughs> she's very Elle Woods, like from Legally Blonde. Like she's like, she's just going to take over the world and like nobody's going to get in her way. And she knows, you know, she's about to give me a perfume scented resume. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> um, I appreciate that story. That That is a true story. That's exactly how I met. I was just like, he's a rock star. He's going to be my friend. And guess what? It worked. You've been my friend. It works. Ever since. I mean, we have from taking planes to see each other to driving across country to see each other, from Amtrak trains to see each other, we have been inseparable ever since. So yeah. love you. That's right. I love <laughs> you. And so today, uh, you just happen to have uh, built a career uh, around helping other people with their own careers. And so sure. I'd love to hear what you have in store for us today. Um, as far as how to help people in this moment of pivot in their lives. Yeah, I love this topic because so many of us are either going through it or we have gone through it, as you said, at some point in our lives. But really when identifying the career that's the best fit for you, when you're trying to figure out what is my career passion? Where is my niche? Where should I be? Um, there's three things that I always recommend you do. Number one, discover your personality type. Discover that discovering your personality type really will allow you to identify your strengths. I like to call them your superpowers. Yes. Right? This, yes. Superpowers because we all, superpowers. Come on. This is the thing. We all have a superpower. I have you know, that. if you're if you're in a job right now or in a career right now, you feel like, eh, it's okay. Or and if you feel like ah, I'm really not, you know, doing what I want to do, you have not tapped into your superpower. Yes. We all have a superpower, and I so want for everyone to tap into um, their superpower. The second thing that you really need to do is examine your core. And when I say examine your core, what are your values, your beliefs, your lifestyle? What is it now? What do you want it to be? And the third thing is take that information and develop a SWOT analysis. A SWOT analysis meaning your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. SW. And I'll go into that a little bit more, but analyzing that will really help you to move forward and, and make some steps that are right for your next career move. 
All right, perfect. I love it. So, uh, all right. So, step one. Let's unpack these bad boys and uh, share with us some of the wisdom you have uh, you've developed over the years around these. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing, your personality type. So, as a certified uh, MBTI practitioner or Myers Briggs type indicator practitioner, I can share things from this MBTI lens. So, you know, the question is. Um, you know, why MBTI? There's, wait, let's take a time out and stop for a second. Please stop. Let's talk about this cup. I'm sorry, everyone. Let's talk about this big relish cup that you put. <laughs> All right. So for those Love of you who are cup. not on YouTube, you have no idea what's happening right now. Love your cup. Need to get one. Need to get one later. Um, I mean, it's okay. literally like 20 ounces. It's an enormous teacup and it says relish on the rib because you know I relish my time with Kia Kersey so I'm just I'm relishing in this I am relishing in this moment right now um so okay I'm gonna try and focus um okay so (laughs) personality type right figure out what your personality type is one way to do that is through a career assessment I'm an MBTI practitioner, so I can speak from the MBTI lens, the Myers-Briggs type lens. Um, so why would you use, I would say, a Myers-Briggs personality inventory over all the others? There's so many you can pick and choose. Right. Um, MBTI, it's a self-reported in, in, instrument. So that means that you select your own preferences. It's non-judgmental. It doesn't judge your personality type. Um, it indicates how you prefer to approach a situation and interact with life. Um, It sorts people into, um, I guess it sorts people based on their preferences. It doesn't put you in a box and say, this is who you are, that's your label, right? So that's why I like it too. And it's also well-researched. It's something that is used worldwide. It's been around a very long time and it's the most widely used psychological assessment in the world. So that's why I use it. So I'll talk from that lens. Let's talk, wait, let's go more into this. Let's go more into Myers-Briggs because you have people uh say all the time oh these are my four letters and like they don't even say it's Myers-Briggs but when you get those four letters like you know that it's Myers-Briggs it's so what are, what are yeah. your four letters my four letters I am an ENTJ oh. and that just means that I am an extrovert um I utilize the extrovert preference I utilize the intuition preference I utilize my thinking preference the most and I utilize my judging preference the most and I can tell you what all of those mean (laughs) so I I am um INFJ love it yes what is F I can't remember what F is feeling oh okay all right tell me I am intuitive so so your I N you said right I INFJ INFJ so you're introverted um, you're intuitive, meaning you are more of a visionary person, right? You're looking at the future. Um, you are make decisions that are more in line with your feeling, with your gut, your hunch. You have a hunch about something. You make decisions based on that feeling. And then as a J, you're a person that's, you're a pretty organized, structured person. Um, you like to do things in an organized way. You like things on your calendar. Um, as opposed to just being like, I'm just going to take things as they happen. You kind of mm-hmm. like to ensure that you um, have a plan oh, um, okay. in front of you. 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I, when I first did Myers-Briggs, um, uh, it was one of the first times where I ever um, start, stopped to think that maybe I am an introvert because I've always had such a big mouth, right? I've always been a talker, and, uh, you know, and, and everybody, I remember I, 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 I worked on a big team of like 22 people in HR and we all got our Myers-Briggs and they were like, well, but this, how can you, you're not, you're, you're, you're an E, you're, you're not an I. And mm. what happens is due to some of like my upbringings and coping mechanisms that I developed for myself through adolescence or whatever, I have, I learned that people like people who are outgoing and warm. And mm. so I learned to do that, but mm. it drains me. Yeah. It does not, it's not my natural state. Um, it's something I, I learned how to do to cope. And so in reality, when I'm around a group of people for a long time, uh, it just, I feel like I've just been beat up, you know, at the end of- That a makes a time. lot of sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because um, if you're an E, if you utilize the, the extrovert preference the most, then you're energized. That gives you energy. That sh mm -hmm. it should give you energy. Yeah. But knowing that it drains you, oh yeah, you're a true, you're a clear, you're a clear eye, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, it is my assumption then that when you have really time alone to think, process, strategize, that that's when you get your most energy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was this family trip that that uh, that my my siblings planned. It was going to be like. 12 of us going to Belize. And okay. at first I was like, oh yeah, that sounds great. And then like the closer we got, I'm like, I'm not going. I cannot be, oh my goodness. I cannot be like in this tight space with 12 people for 10 days. Like, it's just going to kill me. Like I need, uh, so, you know, anyway, so that's not really on the topic of career, but it's on the topic of like Myers-Briggs and how accepted it is and widespread and well-known it is. And so, um, why does it help someone who is interested in a career pivot to uh, do an assessment, which could be Myers-Briggs, it could be any number of other assessments that help someone understand how they tick. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, when we talk about the different letters um, and what they stand for, you gave a great example in what you were saying regarding um, you feeling drained after giving these presentations or being around so many people. And what that means is that if a person is trying to assess their next step in a career, then they should really take a look at how they're energized. When we talk about why Myers-Briggs and why, look at how you're energized. Because if you find that you're really drained after you know, um, being around large crowds or talking with a lot of people or in those types of situations, then maybe a sales role, um, a role where you have to be in front of people all the time or kind of be in front of people to develop relationships, maybe, not all the time, but maybe you want to think about whether or not that's a good fit yes. for what your preference is. And it doesn't mean that you can't do certain things because if you want to do something and this is a goal of yours that you have, go for it. But if you're tired at the job that you're at, then there's a reason why. Yeah. There's a reason why you're not feeling fulfilled. 
And looking at those MBTI preferences will help you to figure out what your natural makeup is. For example, can you do me a favor? Do you have a pencil and a paper readily accessible to you? I do. Do me a favor and just write your name. Whole name? Just, yep, yeah, write your full name. Let me know when you're done. Done. When you were writing your name, did you have to think about which hand you were gonna write with? No. Exactly. So uh, similarly, when you're exercising your MBTI preferences, it's not something that you have to think about. Yeah. It's innate and it's natural. And you are, we are our true selves when yeah. we're doing things that come very natural to us. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? So I like to look at it that way. Yeah. Um, so I want to, uh, you know, I want to hop in and talk about this because, you know, he here's, you know, when I work with clients who feel stuck in their lives, um, it's not that I can't write my name with my right hand. I can write my name with my right hand. Absolutely. And depending on how much effort I want to put in, I can write my name in a fairly legible way, or I could uh, do it in a less careful way, but I can do it. Yes. Um, but does it feel good? It doesn't feel good, you know? And so this is a really nice corollary to, uh, I love that, that the conversation is going this way because um, I didn't know, I didn't know that being in front of people didn't feel good to me. I didn't know that putting myself in extroverted situations drained me. I had never stopped to investigate that. I knew it felt good when people responded favorably to me. And how do I get people to respond favorably to me? To go in front of people and charm them. So I was doing that. I was doing that. Um, and, and I just felt exhausted and just yeah. depleted at the end of every day. And so as we look at what life needs to look like, whether it's career, whether it's the, the type of place I live, whether it's, uh, you know, is my relationship working for me, whatever the case is, investigating what makes us tick is so key because we may have made assumptions based on uh, the societal most favorable mix of characteristics and be like, okay, well, that's what I want. And we yeah. may have modeled an entire life around um, situations that don't feel good to us. Yeah, that's we right. We wonder why people are depressed and we wonder right. why people feel angry at the world. Right? That's right. That's yeah. right. I love. And that. let me tell you, our introverts are our rock stars. Well done. Can I <laughs> Hello. Can can I tell you? I, you know, as an extrovert, do I always think before I speak? I would like to. <laughs> but sometimes I think I'm a very strategic person in what I, I say. I I do think that I am very strategic in what I say. However, what I mean, let me clarify, please, I can't with that cup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am going to drink my tea, Kia. I just got to tell you. Just so. send me one. I'm really actually <laughs> I'm just like I'm jealous. <laughs> this is real jealousy coming through. All right. So you have to send me one. <laughs> Okay, or just tell me where to order it. Order. Um, 
What I want to say as far as um, introverts really being our rock stars, what I was saying was clarifying me thinking through things before I speak. As an introvert, um, I like to come to conclusions by thinking out loud. So if I was in a business meeting with a lot of people and the person leading the meeting, you know, um, was talking and I, I had a good thought about whatever that person was talking about, I would... I would outright jump in. Or if the person said, what do you think about that? I would outright spit out what's in my head or I would go through my thought process out loud. Whereas an introvert would really go through their thought process in their mind and then say a polished conclusion you know, at the end, right? Mm -hmm. So that person is really taking in a lot of information. You know, the, the extrovert such as myself may continue talking, talking, talking. The introvert is really taking all of this in and then coming to a well-formulated uh, response. I believe that, you know, as extroverts, sure, we come with well-formulated responses as well, but that different tactic is such a strength. Yes. And this is what I talk about when we say identifying our strengths and our superpowers. Yes. You know, extroversion versus introversion. Extroversion versus introversion is how we're energized. So we talked about how you're energized, right? You're energized, an extrovert is energized when they're around lots of people. An introvert is energized with that alone silo time. Um, the next preference pair is sensing versus intuition. So that is how we take in information. So a person with a sensing um, preference is more so taking in the details that are around them, right? So if they're in a meeting, they're taking in all of the detailed information and they are trying to come to a conclusion more so for the now, an immediate conclusion Okay. that will be able to um, mitigate whatever challenge the group is facing immediately Okay. or whatever challenge the project is facing immediately where the intuitive person is looking to the future of everything. They are the visionary. So they're trying to come up with um, their, they, their minds immediately goes to how can we develop a process that's going to be last longing for the future. Yeah. So an example of that, be if you take your hand and put it in front of your face, mm -hmm. a person with a sensing preference is looking at all the grooves in the lines. Mm -hmm. A person with an intuitive preference is looking out in front of them. Mm -hmm. So the sensing person is get looking at all the nooks and crannies. The, the intuitive person is looking out in the future and one is missing something that the other is, right. is not missing. Right. One is not stronger than the other. One is not better than the other. They're, no. they're, they're, it's a continuum, right? And everyone has a certain um, um, ratio of these two, right? Nobody yes. But almost nobody, I mean, I don't want to say that, but like the likelihood of you being 100% sensing and 0% intuitive is like- It's very common. unlikely. That's very it's unlikely. Ve that's right. It is very unlikely. We all utilize both, right? We just utilize one more than the other. Yes. Okay. So a person with a sensing preference would probably do really well with something like data analysis. Okay. Right? Because they are really analyzing- a lot of detailed information right. where an intuitive person, sure, they, they could do it. 
um, but it might be a little bit more of a challenge for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they're more focused on the bigger picture. Okay. All right. Of things. Yeah. Um, thinking versus thinking versus feelings. How we make decisions. So a person with <laughs> the person with the <laughs> you cannot. Every I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I just trying. To turn off my camera. That's all. I'm trying. Don't turn off the camera. I'm trying. Look. The person with the thinking. <laughs> so the person with the thinking preference is making decisions based on factual information. The person with the feeling preference is more so, like I said, making a decision based on their gut, their, you know, what is, um, what feels right. Yeah. Right. So say if um, two people were looking at a resume for a candidate, say if we were both recruiters, we were looking at a resume, trying to decide if we want to bring this, this candidate on. Um, I may say, you know what, I need a little bit more data on this candidate, just a little bit more data. You may say, you know what, after reading through their resume, I, I think I really, I get a good feeling about this person. Right. My gut is telling me that this person is it, just you try, you're putting the patterns so, together and you get a gut feeling. I'm like, you're blowing my mind right now because like, okay, so <laughs> like I do, you know, I write resumes for clients. It's one of the services yeah. I do. And yeah. like, you know, one of the big focuses that I do is I say, listen, we need to control the um, subliminal messages of your resume. How much mm. white space is there on the page? How parallel is the formatting, right? Is there enough space between characters? Is there, uh, does it feel balanced? Like, does it feel mm. scrunched? And, yes. and, and I tell clients that by, cons you know, when you're looking at 20 resumes in a row, when one is subliminally pleasant, it stands out. But so as you're talking about like the resume example, Kia, like it made me think of like, well, that's why that's such a focus of mine when I work with, yeah, because that I, I you know, I find that that's, I mean, obviously the content is very important, but sure. I also really recognize the significance of a well thought out uh, document that feels and that's just as important and that's a perfect example that's a perfect because it's what you're saying and describing is just as important as the data that's in it but that that's why you know you're looking through that lens you know it's because of the preference that you have your feeling preference I would have never I would have never I would have had no idea so I love I love that so. Uh, all right. And then the last one, just I don't know how we're doing on time because we can talk forever. The last one, I'll be quick, is judging versus perceiving. So a person oh, with a must be a J because it's all about that judging, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't talk about the Gidry. I said no, that. All about the judging. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so you can't talk about the Gidry. I said that. <laughs> I, I love Mother Gidry. I there's a special place in my heart for Mother Gidry. Certainly. I will never forget when she had me over the house around the holidays. It was wonderful. I, think she <laughs> uh, so I love Mother Gucci. Um, But it doesn't mean judging. Judging doesn't mean like, oh, we're being judgy today. Oh, hmm, how does this look? Even how, does this, we, <laughs> how does this look on, on he or she? <laughs> what, what judging means is um, you like a, a life that's organized. You like to set goals. You like structure. You like making decisions that you can move on. Where a person with a perceiving type uh, or a perceiving preference is one who really likes 
to uh, approach life as it comes, right? Uh, doesn't like to make definitive plans because they like to leave their schedules a little open so that there's freedom for whatever life brings them, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll tell you something funny. So, you know, look at it this way. A person with a judging preference, if we had a picture of that person at their desk and they had a stack of papers next to them, they would be like pulling one paper off, finishing it, putting it to the side, pulling the next paper. I mean, they're getting things done. Yeah. Where the person with the perceiving preference is probably like, I have a lot of time to get this done. I mean, I have until next Wednesday, you know, I can get through this pile by next Wednesday. I'm going to take my time and get through the pile. Now, they'll get through the pile, but just a little bit more laxed about, laxed about their time there. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so the once you kind of have done an assessment, and we're yeah. specifically talking about the value of Myers-Briggs, but once you've done an mm-hmm. assessment and you've kind of understood understood what makes you tick because again the the thing is to challenge the assumptions with an open mind what the the assumptions we've had about ourselves our whole lives because we may have been forming ourselves to someone else's ideals and never stopping to question we may assume the fact that it didn't feel good is an error in ourselves rather than an error in the path we're taking that really is someone else's path right so that's right yeah. So once we've kind of looked at the looked at our superpowers and yes. we've decided, okay, I don't want to be in a job where I have to sit in my office all day because that is draining to me to be alone too much. Yes. I don't yes. Want- it's scary. I had to, yes. I ran out of my house this morning <laughs> because I was like, I just don't want to be by myself. So right. I'll, yes. I'll I'm not talking about me particularly, right? Like that's I'm you. About me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's you, me. you know. But then like, and let's say I don't want a job that focuses too much on the nitty gritty. Um, I know that I really prefer high level conceptual work um, that yeah. feels exciting to me. Whereas like getting yes. down into the numbers or, or uh, planning out detailed sub strategies is just draining for me, right? So once you've kind of identified that, we move on to step two. Now, this is something where the listeners of this podcast can go ahead and roll your eyes, all of you. all three of you listeners, uh, go ahead and roll your eyes because I talk about I all three of you listeners. all the time, all the time. So tell me, what do you mean that you need to examine your values if you're looking at a career pivot? Here we go. I call it your core. Your core consists of your values, your beliefs, and your lifestyle. And, and here we go, your values. Uh, do you value family time? Um, do you value, here we go on rolling the eyes. Do you value position titles? Mm. It's okay. Do you value climbing the corporate ladder? Do you value educating others? All of it's okay. Any of those things that I just mentioned is okay, but you have to be true and honest with yourself. It took me a long time to be honest about the things that I value. And I guess this is a time for me to be vulnerable. I value position titles. Yes, yes, yes. You know, and it took me a long time to say that because I I felt like I was being like, oh, really judging myself. Like, oh, that's not a good thing, but it's all okay. It's Whatever you value is, it's completely fine. Just be honest with yourself. That's the thing. Yes. Oh my God. 
Oh my God. Like, I mean, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to how you raise your children, when it comes to setting your house's financial strategies, like be honest, be honest, right? Do you, are you trying to get your kid into that preschool because it's a loving decision based on, um, just based on love or is it based on fear? Is it, if I don't Mm. do this, uh, if I don't do this, things aren't going to work out okay. If I don't- Wow, that's so powerful. I'm going to let myself down. If I don't do this, my parents are going to judge me. If I don't do this, I'm not going to be as good as my neighbors. If I don't do- Oh my word. I'm failing um, according to some life mission I set for myself 30 oh my years goodness. ago, you know, and, and, and rather than I'm doing this because I have the means and it's natural and it flows and it feels great to do this, you know, like there's a difference. Let's be honest about that stuff. That's so powerful. Yes. yes. And so uh, bring it into your career. Like, you know, if you had a goal that you need to earn $150,000, it, Is that because of your values? Maybe it is. If your values say achievement is necessary for you to feel satisfied. If your values say, let's say adventure, right? Because let's say you wanna go trek through Antarctica or climb Mount Everest, or you wanna, you know, go do these things that cost a lot of money. So if you're doing things that are aligned with your values, they feel good. But let's say those aren't my values. My values are family time. My values are serenity and peace. Educating others, training others, right? Maybe I know myself in a career where I can earn $150,000 at the expense of what makes me feel good. And so I have the money and I feel gross about it. That's right. That's precisely why identifying what your values are, are so important. The next thing is your beliefs. Do you believe that you should be working nine to five? Do you believe that you should be working weeknights? Do you believe that you should be working weekends? All of that is important when you're looking at the type of job that you want to go into. There are certain jobs that are a little bit more demanding in those areas than others. There are certain industries and careers that are more demanding in those areas than others. So it's very important that you're looking at that when it comes to the things like what you believe. Because if and you then don't align has, with your beliefs, it's like you're selling out. It's like you're selling yourself right. out. And then you feel exactly. like a traitor to yourself. That's, that's precisely. Yeah. And okay. it ties right into your lifestyle, exactly what you were saying. Um, do you want to live a comfortable lifestyle, a basic lifestyle? Uh, this all plays a part in uh, your career decision, yeah. right? When it talks yeah. about finances. So values, beliefs, lifestyle, all intertwine. And again, it comes down to questioning what we've accepted as true, right? Because we all say, well, yeah, I want to make a lot of money because life is less complicated and it's simple that way. Okay. Mm. That's great. That's great. That's fine. Right. If that's, but, but is that, is that really what your inside is telling you? Does your inside tell you that if you don't make this money, you don't feel good. Right. Or is that just what you've heard? Yeah. And you've accepted it as your personal truth. You've accepted it. Because right. once you accept something, you also attract it. Right, right. It's like people who get promoted into management jobs because they they, they just, that must be good. It's more money, yeah. it's a bigger job, that must be good. But did you yeah. stop to ask yourself if that's what feels good to you? That's right. 
are you selling out what feels good to you for someone else's ideals of good? Yeah. The other thing is that people will start to notice is that when you when your values align with your career decision, your values, beliefs, your lifestyle aligns with your career decision, you also ignite this creative side of you, yeah. right? And then when you do that and you start creating, if money is something that you felt like, you know what, I do, I would like more money, but I value these things, money will follow. And I, you know, people, I know it's like a shallow thing you hear that, but it is so true. When you really start to tap into um, your superpowers and your creativity and your values align with it, then the money will follow. I value family. I value position title. I value um, balance, you know, so at some point I really had to stop valuing or believing, I should say, believing that those other things were necessary yes, in order yes. for me to be successful. Right. It's just because it's like a continuum, just like your I, just like your four letters. It's not that it means you don't care about money. It's like, it's where does money, where does your salary fall on your list of priorities? And maybe um, five years ago in your life, money might have fallen in number three the number three spot. And maybe you've had a shift. And today, upon closer evaluation, maybe your your financials fall in spot six or spot seven in your priorities. So it's not that we're saying like, you don't care about that stuff. You don't care about getting promoted. You don't care. It's not what we're saying. It's that are your priorities in order according to what feels good or yes. is it someone else's priorities? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Spot on. All and then right. the last thing that you should do when you're looking to make that career change or go to a different position, leave your current position, take all that information we talked about and put it into a SWOT, a SWOT analysis. So again, SWOT analysis being strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for yourself. Right. So I'll give an example. Um, maybe for strength, you're a visionary person you like to solve problems, you care about social justice issues. Maybe the weakness is that you don't like micromanagers. Maybe for under opportunities, a nonprofit executive role might be a good fit for you because you're a visionary, you like to solve problems and you care about social justice issues. So maybe an opportunity is a nonprofit, one of the industries or roles that you look at, just one of them. That you so I have a question about opportunities. Do we mean opportunities like the, like, like, you know, the nice way of saying things we're not doing well, you know how like in a business we're like, well, what's our strength and what's our opportunity, right? Opportunity means like what you're failing at, or does this mean opportunity like a new chance for, at something, you know, like, I, I just want to clarify that. It's both. Oh, and thanks for the clarity. It's both. And I'll show you how. So opportunities are on, and one part of it is what are the opportunities that fit in with your personality, personality type and your core, but then it's also, what are you not doing that you could start doing mm -hmm. um, in order to help you figure out where you want to be? Maybe an opportunity now is to start some in informational interviewing. So once you identify some careers that fit with your personality type and your core, then you start doing um, talking to people 
that are within those industries with that title or in that field to yeah. see if it would actually gel with you. Yeah. Right. So there's an opportunity for you to start exploring that. Okay. Um, and, and doing that, it's an opportunity for you to learn more about the organization or maybe to learn more about whether or not you'd be a good entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Right. If it's learning more about an organization, then maybe you learn about the managers that are there. And if you were to be a position, would you be micromanaged? Yeah. <laughs> if, if your weakness is micromanaging, right? right. If, you, if you're looking to explore entrepreneurship, this is an opportunity for you to start talking to other entrepreneurs, maybe um, in similar fields, and to try and um, get a realistic uh, point of view of what that looks like. Yeah. Okay. From someone who's already doing it. So I'm talking about both. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm talking about both. And then the last are the threats. The threats, you know, peers who currently have experience in that industry, you know, but um, knowing your threats will help you to take action. Okay. Right. So um, do you need to volunteer at an organization? Do you need to do you need to do some gratis work if you're looking to be an entrepreneur? Do you need to do gratis work first? Right, maybe do some things for free in order to obtain that additional experience. So what's right? the so between a weakness and a, and a threat? That's a good. That's a good question. So the weakness in on this chart is something that um, that you're just not that you're struggling with. Okay. You know, you, you maybe you don't you're not good at. So you so if we talk from personality type, you have your superpower and you have the thing you're not so good at, right? Yeah. Maybe you're not the detailed person. Um, so that's the weakness part where the threat, I'm talking about external environmental things okay. and weakness, I'm talking about internal things that okay. are internal in ATO. Okay, yeah, all right. So threat might be like, for example, um, if I want a tech job, but I'm in a I'm in a location where tech is not really a prominent industry. That's right. That's a threat. I, that's not a weakness, but it's, no. it's, not, it's, it's an obstacle that I'm going to have to deal with. Yes. Okay. And you need to know that. Perfect. And you need, that's a perfect example. And you need to know that um, in order to make your career shift and make right. that change. You need yeah. to know all these things. So doing those three things, discovering your personality type, your superpower, your strength, um, evaluating your core, really assessing your core, developing that SWOT analysis, those three things. Once you do that, then you can say, you know what? You should, at the end of doing those three things, feel so much more empowered and enlightened about your next career move. Yes. So I have to say that. And I would also say that that exercise of figuring out your personality type, once you've taken any assessment, it's always good to sit down with a career professional such as yourself, Johnny, um, uh, you know, a career strategist such as myself in order to sit down and really unpack that information, right? right? right. So um, that's where you come in, Johnny. That's really where you come in, you know, for, yeah. for, for people to really unpack that information, right? So that's why they want to meet with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that is, that is amazing. You know, I just feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel like so many people are floating in a lukewarm ocean and they just, they can't see which direction to paddle in. And, you know, um, I, I tell my, I tell my clients, it's, it's on my website, it's everywhere. There, there, there are a couple of tenants of my practice. 
you already know and you already are. Hmm. You already know. You already. I are. love that. You know, but but the answer is in the stillness. You know, that's the thing. If you don't think you know, you need to get still. Yeah. And when I say get still, you know, does that mean meditating? Sure, right. But 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 it it means quieting all the external noise, quieting all the ideas you've absorbed from the outside, and asking your highest most wise, loving self, what's true about this? Yeah. And then having the guts to, 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 to run with that. Once, you're, yeah. once your higher self tells you what's true, having the guts to accept it and use it yeah. rather than yeah. saying, well, that was just my imagination. Yeah. You Can know. I say this, you know, everyone has a, um, there's always someone or people in, in your life who, who is your coach, right? I have a number of uh, people in my life who are my coaches, who are like my career counselors. You are, you are like the career counselors or the life coaches coach, <laughs> right? Right. You, re you really are. You really are. You know, you're one of my, you're one of my coaches. Um, and my career coaches, and I appreciate you so much. You know, it's just so enlightening that every just listening to you and listen to your responses is enlightening for me. So you're the career coaches coach. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell you something. Together, we're like Voltron, baby. We put them two, them little lions together, and we we conquer the world. So <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Care, care Bears. We just got to hold and let our light. I used to go. love Care Bears. Aim your light. That's what I tell them. Aim your light, right? That's okay, what the can care we bears stop is. for a second? I used to love Care Bears. I mean, literally brought Care Bears with me all the way up through college. Not going to get into details, just saying. Mm -hmm. I used to love Care Bears. <laughs> well, if you want to know why I am the way I am, how about the fact that when I was like seven, Mother Gidry redecorated my entire room in Care Bears, talking about like wall cutouts, a huge rainbow going That's not true. to the ceiling. I love like her. Head spreads, everything. Stop it. And it's like, I mean, <sighs> nature or nurture, I don't know. but I love it. Love Mother. <laughs> yeah. Mother Gidry is always channeling her creative side to bring love. out the light, to bring out the light in others. Well, love all Mother the other Gidry. boys had Transformers and I had Care Bears, but you know, today- That's all, that listen, I'm glad that is all- <laughs> that's all good. That's all good because I like Care Bears better. Yeah. So that's right. That's right. That's right. All right. More of the guys need to get on board. They need to yeah. get on board. <laughs> that's right. Um, I you are am visionary so anyway. I am so grateful for you coming on. I have relished this experience. <laughs> I got to get one of those. I have relished this experience. And, uh, I uh, am so, uh, I just thank you for sharing everything with our with our listeners. And if they would like to ask you some more questions about yes. Myers-Briggs, if they'd like to find out how to get a Myers-Briggs uh, um, assessment done, or yes. if they have uh, questions about um, career pivoting, or just want to ask you your advice, uh, or maybe it's like, someone that knew you in elementary school and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> I love my, anybody who yes. knew me from elementary school, please reach out to me yes. because I love my, if you were in Mrs. Squire's class with me, please reach out to me. I'm Mrs. Squire, come on now. Who so, loves Mrs. Squires? You know who so, I'm talking to. How can they get a hold of you? 
So via email, um, I go by Kia, but my full name is Shakia. Um, at, so it's S-H-A-K-E-Y-I-A, that's Shakia. And then my last name, Kersey, K-E-R-S-E-Y at gmail.com. Shakia Kersey at gmail.com. You can also link with me on LinkedIn if that's easier. Just type in Shakia Kersey into Google and then uh, link with me on LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn and link with me that way. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm Shakia K on Twitter. That's S-H-A-K-E-Y-I-A-K on Twitter. I would love to link with you and uh, talk to you and help in any way. All right, my dear. Well, I am going to... uh just once again say thank you wish you an amazing amazing rest of the day and uh, i just want to send you all like my love and my blessings and oh my gosh thank you thank you so much i appreciate you having me yeah sorry i didn't let you finish because i'm so grateful i appreciate you having me you bet you bet all right everybody well as we wrap up same message as always never forget to be good to each other and aim your light have a good day bye You have been listening to Refractive Podcast, and this is Johnny G. If you've enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, give it a share on social media, or if you're in the podcast app, give it a rating. If you're on YouTube, click like. It really does make a difference in the search results. I am a speaker, coach, and facilitator based in Washington, D.C., but I work in person and remotely with people who are ready to step with clarity into their most authentic life. If I can be of service, reach out to me, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y at refractivecoaching.com. Have an amazing day. Be good to each other. And always remember, aim your light.